So now he moves on to what um, we call the third group of people. Um, yesterday was more the second group of people. If you remember, we talked about before, there are three different um, levels of motivation for why we why people um, keep Torah and mitzvahs. So he says the the really the explanation to the to the to most people, um, which to, to try and motivate them not to get not to get. Uh, Entrapped in the Yitzhahara and to, to not take the time to think about their lives is um, has to do with reward and punishment itself, because when we see the when, when one sees the the the, penet- the depth and penetration of the judgment, how far it goes, um, and that in truth, it, you know, if a person looks at the judgment, is that it would, it's it would, anyone would actually be trembling and, qu- and, and quaking all the time. Because who is able to stand on the day of judgment, and who is able to justify themselves before the Creator, whose who's, you know, whose look, whose who's, who's sort of hashkafasoi, uh, his like his look, his general outlook um, when he looks at us is so precise on every single thing, whether it be small or large. And this is what our sages said in the Gemara. It says, "Umagid la Adam ma seichoi." This is a, a, a verse. And the prophets, where it says they tell to a person what was his conversation, meaning even a even a, 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 the smallest comment between a man and his wife, they will tell him, they will repeat over to him at the time of judgment when a person leaves the world. Meaning everything when the judgment when a person leaves this world, doesn't every single thing that they did that they said, even the smallest thing that you thought didn't really matter. Okay, and further they said. Um, it says the Gemara. It says, there's a verse in Tehillim, Usvivav Nisara Ma'oid. It says, um, so the, the, the literal meaning of the verse is, well, what, what, the, what they're bringing the verse to say is, it's, it's the, literally you'd say, sur- the surrounding um, is very much like a hair, meaning that Hashem is so precise um, in His judgment, and especially with His people who are righteous, He's like the chutasar, like, like, the, like the breadth of a hair, meaning people who are very, very righteous, He holds to a very, very high standard. And now he's going to go into, and he's going to go give examples of different people from throughout Tanakh who were incredibly, they were spiritual giants, but they were, they were, as a result, they were held to a very high standard. And then, let me just explain why this, um, why, you know, why this is so. Is that, you know, is that we see even with, if you have a, you have a child, um, you know, let's say you're having, a, you're having a Shabbos dinner, and you have a, 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 two, a two-year-old child, and the child takes off, you know, in the, in the, is playing somewhere, and then takes off their nappy and goes running through the middle of the Shabbos dinner. Um, you know, all the guests there and everything. So everyone laughs because it's it's cute, right? It's cute when a two-year-old does that. Now, if your nine-year-old does that, right, um, it's not as cute. And if your eighteen-year-old does that, it's really, really not cute at all. Um, it's a problem. So we understand that there are certain behaviors that are that are acceptable and appropriate, you know, for little kids. But the older you get, the less acceptable and the less appropriate they are. And obviously you won't, you won't treat your 18-year-old the same way you'll treat your 2-year-old. So the same thing is true with spiritual awareness. That is that a person who's on a very low level of spiritual awareness, um, so the, something that they might do might not really be such a big deal. And they're not going to be held to such a high standard for that because given where they're holding, is that you couldn't really expect too much more from them. But the, the more a person grows and the more spiritually great they become and the more they're living with awareness of God, and so that means certain things which may not have been such a big deal for somebody else are a very big deal for them. And that's a very, actually a very important 
um, principle for, for when, you, when, you learn, when you learn the Chumash, when you learn the Torah at all, because you see, you see certain things where some of our greatest, you know, greatest, you know, the patriarchs and the matriarchs and, the, you know, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, and, you know, King David and you know, all the different, you know, Sarah, Rachel, they're, they're, all, they're all sometimes criticized very, very harshly in the Torah. Um, but we have to understand is that, is that you're talking about something which is so, so subtle from our perspective that we wouldn't even really see it as something wrong necessarily. But given who they were, you know, so we're like the two-year-olds vis-a-vis, you know, the 18-year-old. And given, given who they were, is that so the Torah magnifies something which they did in order to help us understand, um, you know, something which on their level may have been very, very fine and precise and very, very, very subtle um, to help us understand on our level what was wrong with it. Okay? So all he's really saying here is that, again, is that don't think that, you know, that, that, that you know, anyone, you can, you can say, ah, oh, you know, and I'm, look, look at me, I'm, I'm so from and I'll be fine. There's no one can escape <laughs> The, the, the judgment of Hashem. It's very, very precise. Okay? And again, I'll say the same thing that I said yesterday. Is these things maybe don't motivate us so much, so much as it used to. And maybe it freaks us out. So, again, just sort of take it as, you know, from, from whence it comes. You know, think about it and then move on. Not, nothing to dwell about. And uh, I, don't, I don't think that the judgment, you know, that, that uh, obsessing about judgment is, is necessarily going to be very motivating or healthy for most of us. But again, I think the timing here is really great. Is again, we're a couple days, we're in the days of judgment, we're a couple days before Yom Kippur. So this is a great time of year to think about these things um, because it is, it is important to have a certain amount of, uh, of, of, of fear because fear motivates you. You know, fear motivates you. It's generally not healthy to have a lot of fear and you don't want to get caught up in it. But certainly, you know, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is a good time to have a little bit of fear. And then the rest of the year, maybe you don't dwell on it so much, but just sort of try and take the lessons and treat what we're learning to understand that our spiritual life is very, very real.